Remember the Thai cave rescue? What about the mission depicted in Black Hawk Down or the epic rescue shown in Captain Phillips? You've probably heard of all of these, but did you know that U.S. Air Force Special Warfare played a pivotal role in all of them? These airmen are the most highly trained warriors on the planet. Other forces like the SEALs and Army Rangers call on them to provide skills no one else can. Not many people make the cut, but if you think you can, visit AirForce.com to learn more. This is the Busted Open Podcast. You can listen to the full show Monday through Saturday from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM Fight Nation Channel 156. Welcome to the Busted Open Podcast. This is Dave LaGreca. On today's episode, WWE Hall of Famer Mark Henry and I talk about the big matchup on Saturday between Tommy Dreamer and your Impact World Heavyweight Champion, Rich Swan. Will Tommy capture gold? on his 50th birthday also mark has some great things to say about the current state of independent wrestling we spar with justin labar and just in time for valentine's day we have our very own diva gabby with diva on divas right now on the busted open podcast let's look ahead to what's going to take place saturday night at the age of 50 tommy dreamer is going to be challenging rich swan for that Impact World Heavyweight Championship. And I'm hoping that the nation watches and supports because, Mark, this is a big moment for Tommy on Saturday night. You know, it's very rare in pro wrestling that one of the elder statesmen of the industry gets a shot at being the guy. He gets a shot at being a champion, the world champion in that moment and you have to take advantage of 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 a moment like that i'm sure that tommy is in the best shape of his life he's been training like rocky i wish that we had got like a, a tommy dreamer rocky montage him running up the stairs in philly to the state to the statue and all of that but you know it's COVID. we we can't get all the stuff that we want but I really, really think that we'll see Tommy Dreamer's best effort. In I think match. we will. I, I, I think we definitely will, Mark. I'm looking forward to it. And, you know, this is a big night for Tommy. But if you look at it, and Rich Swan is a great champion. Rich Swan overlooked. Like, you know, we had all these uh, end-of-year awards, you know, like Pro Wrestling Illustrated and Inside the Ropes, our very own. And a lot of people overlooked Rich Swan. A lot of people overlooked Rich Swan when it came to Match of the Year. But even Comeback of the Year. I mean, when you look at what Rich Swan had to go through – you know, the injuries that he had to come back, not only come back at a high level, but to win the championship. Uh, I think Rich, Rich Swan has been a great representative for Impact Wrestling. Yeah. But I will say this, especially now, Mark, where there's no crowd and Impact Wrestling isn't even doing like the Thunderdome, like the WWE or even like what Daly's Place with a small, minimal amount of fans. You know, they're be, they're doing it enclosed with no fans at all. I think this is a good time to have Tommy Dreamer be your world champion. Mark, think about what we just saw this past Sunday at the Super Bowl. A 43-year-old man running onto the field, throwing three touchdown passes, and winning the MVP in a a game that I I think 95% of the people who were picking were picking the Chiefs. And, you know, Tom Brady had a performance of the ages – at the age of 43, I mean, if one thing we've learned this last year, it doesn't matter about father time. It's about performance. And, you know, if there was ever a time to have a championship change, I think Saturday night might be that time. I, I would have to agree, Dave. I mean, I don't see anything wrong with that. Uh, and and I don't look at it as uh, throwing up a bone or, or nothing like that. I'm just saying, like, who better? to carry and be carry the title and, and, and be a champion than somebody that's been a champion for the business mm-hmm. their whole career. And very rarely do you see those guys get an opportunity. But Tommy is well above a Barry Horowitz 
is in, in the sense of the guy put his time in. He was great. He was always on point. Tommy's more established than that as far as his career of being able to hold titles. and But, like, at this point in his career, it would be such a breath of fresh air to see that guy step up and become a champion. And, man, I, I, I'm looking forward to it. I actually talked to Rich Swan on the phone um, a couple of days ago and just to, just to tell him how proud I was of his work rate and how much better he's gotten. And Tommy is not going to face a pushover or a placeholder champion. He's going against a guy that's at the top of his game. Yep. So this will not be of uh, a, a flawless in the daisies. Like you, this is going to be a knockdown drag out. Uh, Tommy's going to have to really be on his P's and Q's. Yeah. And, and again, Rich Swan. Class. Unbelievable. He he really is. I mean, and so athletic. Uh, I, I I think he's fantastic on the microphone. Uh, I'm I'm looking forward to him be, being and excuse the pun showing some impact like we're seeing in this relationship with AEW, and I think that's going to yeah. happen. You know, and deserves a the- second chance at being a good man. You know, like a lot of there was uh there was stuff that flew around acquisitions and uh you know things that happened that you know maybe have been blown out of proportion or um you know was a speculation it, it it might not all been everything that was said might not have been true um from what i'm understanding i, I may not have all the facts but i think i do and um sometimes you just you, you need to give people when people apologize, they don't always spill the beans and say what happened. They just say, look, something bad, you know, took place. And, um, here I am now, uh, a man that's apologized and I'm trying to change the narrative. And shouldn't we all be given that opportunity? I know I've been given grace. I've I've apologized for things that I felt like was out of line or out of character for me. And, um, and I've been able to move along with my life. This guy went from that to being a world champion and is at the top of the heap at impact. And I'm just really proud. I just had to call him and say that I was proud. And he's got a lot to be proud of. And he's been a guest on this show before. He even joined us Wednesday to wish Tommy a happy birthday before their big match on Saturday night. And I love what Class. you said about, yeah, he's, he, he's just a good dude. I mean, at least he's been good to this show. And, and Mark, you mentioned Tommy, and I'm glad you mentioned it in the way that you did. Because when you think of Tommy Dreamer, you don't think of championship accomplishments. You just don't, you know. But when you think of Tommy, and I say it at the at the start of every time he hosts, I call him the heart and soul of professional wrestling. He has given so much to the business and unselfishly has given things to the business to get other guys over to make them look good. And it hasn't always been about him winning a match or him getting himself over or him winning a championship title. At the age of 50... As much as I like what Rich Swan has been able to do, I, I obviously because of my friendship, but even putting that aside, for what Tommy has given the business, I'm going to be rooting for him on Saturday night to win a championship at the age of 50. Because, man, like when you look at what he's done with ECW and how much he gave to that company, the blood, sweat, and tears to get that company over and then go into the WWE and bring in a little grit to that company. What he's even done for AEW, like what he did for, you know, all in, which was the precursor to what we're seeing now with AEW. He always gives and gives. I, I would love on this milestone birthday on Saturday, when he turns 50 for him to hold that championship title above his head. Wow, man, that was a very good description of Tommy Dreamer, Dave. And I, I, I second that. And I think the nation seconds that. If, you, if, if the nation was to call in and, and say how they feel about Tommy Dreamer, I think that they would say that Tommy has been 
not only a the spark plug that drove pro wrestling the last 15 years, um, 20 years for that matter, um, that we would all be on the same page. We would all be in agreement of that. Yeah, and I think when it comes to age, and listen, we talk a lot about age when it comes to pro wrestling. but And, you know, hey, like, you paved the road. You were given your shot. Now it's time for the younger talent to take that road. You should be able to, to drive road. on it. But, yeah. Once I, you I, pave it, you should be able to drive. And I don't think Tom, and I don't think Tommy properly has. Like, he's put in the time. He's paved that road. But now it's time for a little piece of glory. And I think that could happen on Saturday night. Hey, everyone. This is Nicole Auerbach. And I want to invite you inside the Coaches Clubhouse, a brand new podcast from SiriusXM that examines what drives coaches on and off the sidelines. We talk to coaches from all different sports and all walks of life about their passion for the profession, their mentors, philosophies, and stories, and also what they care about when they're outside the spotlight. We'll give you a unique perspective on some of the greats in their profession from olympic coaches to super bowl champions and everyone in between new episodes out every wednesday on the sirius xm app pandora and apple Podcasts. I, I think that we should do a segment where we talk about indie wrestling and who was the indie wrestler of the week and give people uh, a broader vision if you will because i'm gonna tell you something alex hammerstone and jtg had a match at VIP wrestling that was really good. The referee was the shits, but (laughs) they were awesome. I mean, I was just like leaning forward watching the match. And, um, man, I I got to see Sue Young and Christy Jane at uh, SWE. They had a hell of a match. And, you know, I I, I, I actually – you know, kind of at a distance, uh, I, I spoke to Sue Young. I was like, hey, <laughs> I don't like scary stuff, but <laughs> that match was awesome. And you're not as creepy in person as you are when you go to No, TV. but it's funny you say that. I don't that know cause, if that's a compliment. Because I don't know if you saw, like, uh, our very own Rodney Garza was at an indie show, and... La Rosa was like taking our Hydra and she was like, you know, taking pictures with our Hydra. And I reached out to her, you know, maybe we could start this next Friday. Next Friday, we could start doing a segment where we spotlight a different indie wrestler. What do you think, Ed? I like it. It's fantastic. Man, I think that would be fantastic. I think that the, um, the, the whole business of, you know, that's, you know, and that's, that's kind of where I found some of these gyms. You know, I mean, that that's how Daniel Bryan came about. I, I mean, I watch indie wrestling. Like, I'm a wrestling nerd. Mm-hmm. But it, it's, it's cool to see a lot of these companies, they're going back to old school traditional wrestling and getting away from the spots and making guys learn how to work. And I'm going to be honest, brutally honest, because I mean I'm always honest, but I'm I'm never brutally honest. Oh man, I'm gonna get some heat. But to me, some of the spot wrestling has gotten really boring, and I see people do uh, these seven forties and and moon salts to the floor and stuff, and I'm not entertained by the match. I'm like falling asleep, but. I get to see somebody work a, a, a lockup. Like if you, you watch JTG and Alex Hammerstone um, in that match that they had, man, the lock, they made the lockup mean something. And I was like, Oh shit. Okay. I see you Hammerstone. And then he would, he, he, he kind of motioned to JTG, like, you know, hit the ropes. You know, bring it here. Give it to me. And they did. I, I mean, man, I'm telling you, like, it was pro wrestling the way that we grew up watching pro wrestling. I mean, and, and that's, guys, I'm not shitting on your parade. Like, I don't mind seeing a moonsault to the floor. I want to see the guy get the 740, the flip less fantastic, whatever you want to call it. 
But how you get there is where you get me. How did the guy end up in the spot where you look at the turnbuckle and go, this is my only shot. I need to get up there as quick as I can and and deliver this unbelievable move that is the cherry on top of the Sunday. And and that is where we need to uh, put more emphasis. So I want the Indies to become a place where guys are trying to do that. And if if I can get that, man, I'll tell you what, my life would be perfect in the world of pro wrestling. You know, Mark, you just said one thing before uh, that got me excited because when you mention indie in any kind of way when it comes to pro wrestling, your mind gravitates towards flips and flying and doing, you know, triple moonsault. Yeah, that's what you lindy. think of. Yeah, that's what you think of. But you just said something before that gets me excited as a fan. And you said you've been watching a lot of indie wrestling and you're starting to see back to basics. And you just mentioned, you know, JTG and, and, and Hammerstone. Um, I, that excites me as a fan because, you know, Kyle and I, uh, one of our video guys, have had this conversation before, and we've kind of felt that way as well. And we saw that a little bit in the opening contest with AEW with Joey Janelle and Darby Allen. Those are guys that when you think of them, you think of the indie style, you think of the flips and the fly, especially Joey Janela. He was like just like almost like a lot of people call him a glorified stuntman in his early career. And then they had the match on on Wednesday where they they were doing a technical mat wrestling match because that's what's going to bring you in. Yes, yeah. uh, the flips and flies are going to make you say ooh and ah, but but Mark, you know this. There are no fans right now. We don't really. They're not doing it in front of fans. So those flips and flies, you're not going to hear the oohs and the ahs. You're not getting a reaction. Yeah. So let's get back to basics, which it sounds like what you're saying is what they're starting to do. So maybe that's doing on Indies now. They're they're going back to basics, and and not just basics, but it's like the storytelling. Like when you watch a a a a thriller. well, what's what's a good thriller? Uh, Silence of the Lambs. Silence of the Lambs. You don't want to right away know what happened. You want how did this get to this point, and who did it? Who who's the person that's behind all of this? Like you want all of those things, and in wrestling, that exists in our business. Like if guys can go back to thinking about that. Like wrestling at the top will change because it might take two or three years, but it'll be because those people that are on the indies doing the really mat wrestling storytelling will start to rise and come up and they'll force guys to learn how to do that style or they'll disappear. Now, if if you did you watch you watch NXT, I mean, I know we probably should start at raw. But, but no, it's good. Let's jump, if you're on it, let's jump right in it. Go the, ahead. The first, the first match on NXT, and you see uh, MSK. Yep. And they had a unbelievable tag match because it told the story. The guys kept out wrestling each other. It was I'm going to out wrestle you. I'm going to out wrestle. I mean, both sides, both sides. It was, I man, I was sitting there just mouth open, like, shit, these boys are doing it. I had hope in wrestling again that we could get to the point to where, and these are both two crews, two tags that could flip and fly with the best of them. Yep. I mean, like ricochet level flipping and flying. And they told stories. They out-wrestled each other. They did these unbelievable, uh, even just mat wrestling holes to a reversal to the uh, uh, to go into something else to come up off the ground. Man, they did. They, it, was, it was impressive. And I, I hope that we get more of that uh, in the future. Guys, pay attention. Pay attention. That was, that was unbelievable. 
Well, Mark, you just mentioned Ricochet, and we both know how athletic Ricochet is. It's mind-boggling how athletic Ricochet is in the ring. But the mistake that they made with Ricochet, Mark, is they made him all about the moves and all about his athleticism. They didn't give him a story or a character. And where's Ricochet right now? Like, if you don't have that foundation and that basis, and I'm not putting the blame on Ricochet, I'm not putting the blame on anyone in particular, but it is what it is. You, you chose to emphasize the moves and the flips and the athleticism, but it's going to be the story and the character and the personality that's going to make people stick and stay. And that's the building blocks that make a great pro wrestler. Yeah, I, I really would like to see. Uh, and, and Raw was actually good this week. I, I, I mean, you, 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 you quick to, you know, say, oh, I can't watch Raw. Raw is this. This is like where I take my medicine to go to sleep and all that kind of stuff you say. Well, I know. I mean, I watch it. I enjoy it, but I watch it. But go ahead. (laughs) 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 I enjoyed it. I I thought that it was a good show. And um, I think that guys are, they're really trying. Mm -hmm. They're really trying to captivate the audience at home now. They're not working in the arena for pops because there's no people there anyway. So now, like, wrestling has to be the way it was on NXT. And it has to be the way it is with Roman Reigns when he's cutting a promo and you're leaning forward to hear what he's saying because he's not screaming it. He's talking. I want you to pay attention to every word that comes out of my mouth. Because everything I say is going to mean something. And and it's like, those are things that you have to learn. They just don't show up and, and become a mainstay in your wrestling style. Hey, everyone. This is Lisa Ann, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, The Lisa Ann Experience. This is my chance to share with you my experiences, past and present, including how I went from living in the fantasy world of adult films to talking fantasy sports on Sirius XM. Each week, I'll introduce you to some of the people I've met on my journey and invite friends on to help me read through the endless ridiculousness that lands in my inbox. New episodes are available every Wednesday on the Sirius XM app and Apple Podcasts. Here we are. We're on the road to WrestleMania. We have Raw on Monday. Who would have thought, Justin, that the big talking point coming out of Monday Night Raw is Nia Jax's hole? <laughs> Not, 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 ouch, not, not my ass, not my butt, but in the moment, the adrenaline going, my hole, my hole, hole. and now you got bidet companies coming out of the woodwork looking for endorsements and, and, and I'm, I'm, I'm just waiting for like Pornhub or something to come out and try to throw some, I mean, oh, wow. It's, it's amazing what comes out of my hole. Oh. That sounds like a personal issue, Justin, but, but yeah, I mean, and this is like one of those things, guys, that it's hard to describe to somebody who's not a wrestling fan. Like when, when you describe our world and that the big highlight from the show is somebody saying my whole, like that, that's why I love wrestling so much. You never know what's going to hit and what people are going to be attracted to. Yeah, I call it the, uh, I call it the, uh, the, the stranger test. Whenever, whenever, whenever you watch for wrestling and you can, and you, and you consider like, okay, is this cool? Is this over? Is this something that only my wrestling world is going to understand? Just think if you had a stranger from work sitting in your living room with you, who doesn't, are you embarrassed? Are you, are you okay? Yeah. Are you like, you know, like, what? <laughs> You know, some take it even closer to home. Some some say it's the girlfriend test. Like, if the girlfriend walks in the room right now, are you embarrassed by what you're watching? And most wrestling fans, I think, are so, you know, they're so um, proud of the wrestling fan, and they're, they're really not, which power to majority of us. But, yes. um, but yeah, my whole, I mean, and, and, and good thing Nia is, you know, usually a regularly st- strongly booked character because if she was on the fringe of going to comedy, I can just picture it now. <laughs> Before you drop the big leg, scream my hole. I hope we don't go into that comedy territory. 
<laughs> oh, Mind you, this is a decade ago. They had a they had a, a you know pro wrestling royalty and natty from her family with a fart gimmick where she was yes. farting uncontrollably. So I guess anything's possible. It, it, it is. It definitely is in the world of wrestling. Now, we do have uh, some big shows. We started the show today talking about Saturday for Impact Wrestling. Our very own Tommy Dreamer is going up against Rich Swan for the Impact World Heavyweight Championship. And then on Sunday, we have NXT TakeOver. Justin, I know that you were a part of the conference call yesterday uh, with Triple H. And before we get into it, let's listen to a little bit of Triple H on Edge wanting to work with some NXT talent. I think that Edge's return has been done really, really well. And, and he, he really is in a place in his mind where he wants to build young and um, just, just get them rolling in, in different directions. So he has been talking to me since prior to coming back the first time to the Royal Rumble over a year ago of – coming to NXT and not only uh, stepping in the ring and talking, but, but stepping in the ring and performing. And, you know, prior to him even coming to the Rumble, he sort of kind of gave me a, oof, man, here's my list. I'd like to work with this guy. I'd like to work with him. I would love to come here and work with this person. It's just where he's at. You know, that, that, uh, that youth is exciting, that their enthusiasm, their passion for this, their drive, their desire. And, and I think, uh, Man, when he came to NXT, seems like months ago now, but it was, I guess, two weeks ago. He, I man, I could, you know, just, just knowing him so well, I could see the smile on his face all day as he went around and was just talking to these guys and girls. And and uh, it's it's awesome to see. So I, I don't think any of it is beyond the realm of possibility. You saw it last year with um, Charlotte. I think you see it this year with him playing things across the board, whether that be – you know, McIntyre or Roman and or Finn, Pete, whoever it is. I think that uh, that all those things are on the table. But one way or the other, depending on where WrestleMania goes, beyond that, I think there's ability for him to come to NXT and, and sort of use his star power to, one, help them and, and kind of elevate, but also uh, for him to have sort of that, that – uh, final few chapters of his career the way he wants to have them and and with the people he wants to have them with. Oh, wow. I mean, there's a lot in that quote uh, uh, from Triple H from that conference call yesterday. First and foremost, uh, the excitement that Edge has working with the NXT talent and giving a list of people he wanted to work with. And Triple H seeing that gleam in Edge's eye when he's at the Performance Center and in front of that NXT talent. A lot from that conference call just, just pertaining to Edge from yesterday, Justin. Yeah, to me, that was the most uh, newsworthy uh, clip coming out of that entire you know thirty minute call. So I'm glad we played it because yeah, I mean t- t- you know t- for 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 Troy to reveal you know dating back over a year ago, back to the you know two rumbles ago when when Edge first you know resurfaced. Um, that's that's exciting to hear. You know, we because we always speculate about you know. Uh, we always speculate, especially with legends, like, okay, like, you know, WWE uses the legends a lot, whether it be, you know, in somebody like this coming back or whether it's just in the gimmick nights of, you know, 25th anniversary of Raw or what have you. But I, I do think that, that oftentimes, you know, we see the legends, which is great. We all love nostalgia. Wrestling fans love nostalgia. But I, I think there has been a shortcoming in recent years of utilizing those legends really to put over and try to help put over younger talent. And, you know, and, and, you, and you see it, you know, when you look at an Elimination Chamber match coming up where the gimmick is everybody in it's all former champion. Or when you see the stat, uh, I, forget, I forget exactly, but something like the last 10 WrestleManias has had at least one part-time performer. And obviously, you know, there's the whole, yes, those part-time performers are still big draws, et cetera. Okay. But it's, it says something to making new stars and trusting new stars to, to, you know, you know, in the spot. So the fact that Edge is like coming back into this, and a guy like Edge and Mark, I'd love to hear your your take to this. You know, a guy like Edge comes back in. You know, he's got he's got a certain amount of say. He's gonna he's gonna be a professional. He's gonna do what ultimately is, t- is asked of him to do from Vince. But he he's got a, he's got the ability to stand up and say, hey, I'd like to maybe think things through or maybe we can go this direction or like you know so if the fact that he's got you know he's got a, a list whether it's a real list or just a mental list and, and he's got that kind of stroke that's very exciting for the possibility of new fresh matchups yeah well you you know right away um 
who you feel like you would have chemistry with, who would accentuate uh, who you are as a talent. And uh, I know Edge really did a good, deep evaluation of who could he work with that would, you know, be stellar. And I think we found out who some of those people were uh, just by who he challenged and said that he would be there. And after, you know, this, this pay-per-view. So I, um, I look to see edge. I I think that the, the one would be NXT, you know, if Finn Balor won that, like I would, I would pay money to see edge and Finn. Like that would, that would make for a really good match. And, um, any one of the champions, it would be great. But where Roman is going and, and, and where Drew McIntyre are going, I just feel like I like the trajectory of where they're going. Um, and, it, and it doesn't need Edge. But what if Edge did go to NXT and he became yeah. the NXT champion? Yeah, you know, and Triple H acknowledged it. They're saying, you know, we saw, you know, we saw Charlotte last year win the Rumble, and she decided to use that challenge on an NXT title with Rhea. So, I mean, th- there is a precedent. It's not that it's uh, it's not that it's uh, you know territory that can't be touched. It's possible. Um, I'll make my you know if I, I'll make my prediction right now. I'll make my prediction. Uh, I don't think Edge is going to go for the NXT title at WrestleMania. I do think the NXT title will the the, the, the men's world title. I do think this is all prediction, folks. This is not me like mm-hmm. spoiling something. I do think the NXT world title is going to get defended on one of the nights at WrestleMania. And in my mind, it's going to be whoever the champion is. I, I tend to think Finn. I think it's going to be that champion against Karrion Cross. And I think Karrion Cross is sooner than later is going to have that world title. And I do think that little foreshadowing we got a few weeks ago. I do think somewhere in 2021 that we could see a Karrion Cross versus an Edge. I don't think at Mania, but I think. Somewhere in this calendar year, that is a very real possibility on a takeover. Well, hmm. I, th- I think it makes sense because you have two nights of WrestleMania, as you said, Justin. So when you have two nights, why not give a match for NXT? I think it deserves to be. I think they need to start giving a little bit more recognition to NXT like they did a year ago. I mean, people forget, you know, NXT dominated Survivor Series, and we saw Rhea Ripley and Charlotte Flair in a match for the NXT Championship at last year's WrestleMania. So it makes it makes sense, and I think – the fact that Karrion Cross is not going to be at TakeOver on Sunday is very, very telling what they're doing with Karrion Cross here as we get closer to WrestleMania. Because I, I do believe, like you said, hey, Edge just didn't was just not in that ring with Finn Balor. He gave a little something to, you know, Bronson Reed. He gave a little something to Karrion Cross. And that's what an Edge, that's what a legend can do. And judging from what Triple H said, this isn't just about being in the ring talking to NXT talent, but actually getting in the ring and facing some NXT talent in the future. Yeah, absolutely. And again, real quick, back to the point of Mania. Yeah, Mania is two nights again. And, you know, I, we don't know. I We, we didn't get to ask... Um, we didn't get we didn't uh, get to get an answer out of Triple H to ask him for this uh, of what what the situation of Takeover is on Mania weekend. You know, normally again Takeover is a big uh, a big event in itself on Mania weekend, but now with Mania being two nights, so yeah, I mean, I think it's it's just super important to have NXT represented uh, at Mania, and you know, and and, and you know, Triple H talked about it in some other answers in, in the call yesterday about how you know you love to get everybody involved in Mania, but how long can Mania be? How long do you want mm-hmm. it to be? How many stories do you want to try to have people consume? But again, it's two nights, so that that certainly helps things to break it up and and, and give everybody a, a 24-hour rest. So I, I think it's definitely on the table. And again, it's my prediction. I think we see the NXT World Title, and I, and I think uh, Edge is is destined to be main eventing a takeover sooner rather than later. Um, something else I believe that was addressed on the conference call as well is Bad Bunny, and when it comes to celebrities and pro wrestling, Bad I, 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 I'm sorry, Bad Bunny. I've always had bab, bab, <laughs> Baboni, right? Baboni, Baboni. Okay, sorry. Baboni. Baboni? No. no. That's what that's Baba Booey. Oh, sorry. Baboni. <laughs> okay, Baboni. WNBC. WNBC. I've always had like a love-hate relationships with celebrities getting involved in pro wrestling. 
but I, I tend to feel like Bad Bunny is somebody that uh, has a respect for the for the business. What did uh, Triple H have to say about that? Yeah, well, he started talking about initially. He was, he was talking about Pat McAfee and putting over Pat and, and why Pat's not around in NXT, and basically just saying, you know, Pat's had so much going on in the Super Bowl and just got married. But you know, mm-hmm. we'll probably see him again, uh, and and then and it pivoted into people, other people like Pat, like Bad Bunny, uh, who. Um, you know, just really do respect. They're not, it's not a case of the, their agent just called him and said, Hey, look, you're gonna get this payday if you show up and just hit your mark. Um, like he, he, he cares. He's going around talking to people. He's meeting people. He's picking brains. He's, he's, he's almost like he should be paying WWE for the VIP yeah. experience essentially. Uh, and just, you know, he just talked about like, you know, this guy's training. He's, um, it, it's, and, and it shows, you can tell, you could really tell when you watch these last couple of weeks of him being on, like he's out there, he's, he's enjoying, he's, he's genuinely enjoying himself. Um, and, and, and for them to be, you know, on his first night, they're letting him, you know, jump off the top rope and, and they're, you know, they're letting him do like, there's a, there's obviously, there's obviously a trust in like, yeah, this guy is showing up early. He's, he's listening to what's being done. He's following, you know, whatever I'm sure protocols and rehearsals they're asking to do. And that's a great sign. And that is, so, and that is so refreshing. And I'll be honest when, they first announced, you know, when he when he first performed his first song at Rumble and he's there with Booker T, it's good to see Booker jacked up and everything. You know, I, I'm not in the Bad Bunny demo. I, I'm not listening to his stuff. And I, I, I did sit there. I was like, eh, I'm not quite sure what they're doing here. But then as I watch, as the night goes on, and then the next night, and then I'm seeing merch sales. And then I'm learning from people about how much this, this guy's really – uh, into this, and then I like the connection. He's Puerto Rican. Priest is Puerto Rican. Let's put them together and ele- elevate Priest on his debut to Raw. It, it, it works. It, this and this is really this. Is, I've, I've, I'm a 180. This is a total refreshing way to yep. use a celebrity and, and it be somebody who cares this much and and who is doing their job. And and again, merch sales <laughs> alone kind of shows Listen, this guy's got that, people's attention. You, there you go. Now you're on the right page. If you notice that B- Bad Bunny didn't come out. In in wrestling gear or or sporting gear, he came out in his bad boy pajamas. <laughs> He's found a way to also not just use his audience, but use the WWE audience to sell his merch. He was out there in bad boy pajamas. <laughs> yep. And I'm sure that at at some point you go what. Why is he in pajamas? He's working. He's selling. Sell, 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 and then sell some more. What's with the, by the way, to get not to get off the topic, but I will for just a second. What's with the pajamas nowadays? Like I go to a grocery store and I see teenagers in pajamas. What the hell? Am I did I miss something? I thought pajamas were for bed. Who wears pajamas out in the winter, no less, wearing the pajamas? We're in the middle of a worldwide pandemic. Everyone is dressing like they have a seven a.m. class. That's I get the it. Dave, is now. Dave, we're, we're living. We're living on Zoom. I haven't put on pants in a year. Yeah. I mean, let's let's just face it. So you just be happy they're wearing pajamas out in the in the world. But, I mean, but, but but wearing pajamas outside the house, though, Justin, like Honestly, going to grocery shopping with your pajamas on. As long as people wear a mask, I don't care what else okay. they have on their bodies. I need to see your pajama pants. Unless, you know, you know, I, I see people in the grocery store wearing pajamas. That's what I'm saying. It's ridiculous in the airports, even like like why? Well, you're not going to run into anybody you know because you got a mask on, so you can do whatever you want. Are you that fucking no lazy fair point. that you can't point. put on clothes? You can't change it to actual clothes? I mean, you're going on a flight. You're going to grocery shop. You can't put on a pair of jeans and a T-shirt. You got to wear your freaking pajamas that you just slept in. All right, Dave, let me ask you a question to, to Ed and Gabby's point. If I'm standing in line behind you at the store, you get to pick one. I'm either wearing a mask or I'm wearing pajamas. Which one do you want? I want you to wear your mask, obviously. Okay. But, All but right. If, Let's if not you, ask too much of the society. Justin, right if you're wearing pajamas outside the house, that means you didn't brush your teeth and you didn't wash your ass. Okay? I don't need somebody. I don't need to sit, stand behind no. somebody. No. I don't I don't need to stand behind somebody in the grocery line that didn't wash their ass before leaving the house. Before leaving the house. Is it too much to ask this day and age before you leave the house is to brush your teeth? Wash your ass and put on a pair of clothes. Is that you too much to ask in 2021? 
You ain't smelling my breath. I'm behind a mask. <laughs> all right. All right. Um, Taz had an interesting tweet. To get back into the wrestling news, I'm sorry to go on a tangent there. That's just, but that's just laziness, Justin. But get back. But you're not lazy. So let's get back into the into the wrestling news. Taz had an interesting tweet yesterday that I want to get your take on. And Taz tweeted out, "If you're a pro wrestler." And not con- you know, not contracted to anyone. Please do your best not to work for free for any of these independent promoters. Keep in mind you have a skill and you are a professional. Don't work for free. Train promoters how to treat pro wrestlers. Hashtag you hold the power. Well, I think this was a relevant this has always been a relevant point, but I think the pandemic has accelerated this a thousand percent in the fact that obviously you know, the independent wrestling world, uh, you know, not entirely, but largely in 2020 shut down, you know, very, very far less shows, far less uh, opportunities for guys and girls to work. And, uh, and never mind, you know, just, you know, safety concern. And I think what's happening is that we were seeing more guys and girls who are like, they're that desperate just to, to you know, to, to get out there and, and to continue their craft. You know, they, they, they've lost a, a chunk of time. They lost a better part of a year that they're, that, you know, promoters are unfortunately, you know, they're, 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 some of them being common are, are, are preying on this of, Oh, I can get you out there for free. Cause you're that desperate. And, and, and I think what Taz is saying is, is absolutely right. Even if it's, well, I mean, I don't want to even throw money figures out there. Cause I don't want to, but even if it's a, a very small amount, Ask for something because it's it's you are a value. You are something. You you are still you are still the commodity that they need in order to have people in the seats to watch something. So you cannot the moment you do the moment you go for free, the moment you take the value away from yourself, that you've just set that precedent. And and how how and that that's it, that's just terrible precedent. It's a terrible trickle down effect. And so uh yeah, if you got you young guys and girls out there that are that are trying to get work, do not settle. I'm not saying you have to ask for a thousand dollars, five hundred. You know, figure out whatever you think it is, but ask for something. Do not let it go completely. Uh, uh, yeah, thanks. Thanks for the chance just to go out there and do for free and risk my body in order to make. Because look, they're still selling tickets. Yeah. If they're if, if 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 they're selling tickets for some dollar amount, then you need to be charging some dollar amount. Yeah, and and I think it just doesn't devalue yourself. It devalues the business as well because if there are going to be people that are willing to do it for free, then they're going to be like, well, why should I hire a person when I can just get somebody to say, hey, we'll give you exposure. We'll give you, you know, this is going to be free on yada, yada, yada dot com. So this will get exposure for you. You never know who's watching. And that just kind of devalues the entire business. It does. It does devalue the, the like you have got to set a standard and that's that's like a selling that's a old sell trick that, that people need to be aware of. Like, you know, pay somebody something. Like, hey man, how much did it take for you to get here? How much is your hotel? And and like hold these account these these promoters uh accountable. Like, you know, the really good ones, the really good promoters, they're going to try to pay you. They want you to uh, make a living, they, and, you know, because when you make it and you got treated good by an indie promoter, then maybe you'll get that favor where you say, hey, man, um, can you give us a shout out on social media and let them know that our school exists and yada, 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 like the really good promoters, they're going to do that. If they're not, don't work for that place. Go somewhere else. Yeah. If, if, yeah. If you're, if you're being asked by a promoter, if, if they're even trying to float it out there seriously about you trying to work for free and it, you know, hopefully you, you don't settle and you do end up getting a, 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 a you negotiate a deal where you're going to get paid something. If you decide to go through and work that show, when you get to that show, check it out, check that ring out before you get into it and start bumping in front of a crowd. Check, you know, check out who it is you are working. Who's your opponent? What, how were they trained? Where were they trained? By who? Anybody else, you know, work with them. Like if you decide to go in on a show for a guy or a girl who, who was trying to get you to do it for free, if they're trying to go that I would check everything out that you're going to be doing person ring everything. Cause that already makes me a little shady about what their standards are for the entire integrity of the show. Yeah. And, and, and your role is just as important as anyone else's. So don't devalue yourself. Also, uh, 
there is some sad news. Rusty Brooks passed away. Uh, I remember yeah. Rusty Brooks, uh, you know, in the early to mid 80s in the WWF and then also on uh, Florida Championship Wrestling. And sad news in the wrestling world. Uh, losing Rusty Brooks, uh, Justin, at the age of 63. Yeah, that's that's super young. Uh, condolences to his family. And yeah, if you even if even if you weren't um, alive or watching during during the time where he was most uh, prevalent on TV in, in an enhancement role, if you if you just Google his name, you'll see his picture. He's like, um, and I and I say this as a I say this with all respect and endearment. It's like a it's like yeah, that's that's the '80s jobber yes. right there. Yeah. you know. And I, again, I don't mean that as a disrespect to him. Um, and so yeah, that, when I by looking at his picture yesterday and today and. Yeah, condolences to family. Sixty-three, man. That's just it's too no soon. good. Yeah, way too soon. Way too soon. And Justin, this is the first time we've spoken to you since the Super Bowl. Did you enjoy the game this past Sunday? I mean, I did. I, I, I'll be honest. I will be absolutely honest. I, I was. I was like most of the nation, most of the world. I was like, KC's got too many weapons. That ain't going to be stopped. So I was. I guess. You know, I, I didn't. You know, I was pleasantly surprised. I was entertained by the fact that I was that I was so wrong, as everybody else, and of course, just admiring and 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 and, and, and the the goat, and yeah. just like, man, this this dude at forty three is doing it with a different team, is giving no f's, and uh, you know, and I, I've I've never been a Brady hater. Um, you know, my team's in the NFC, so I've never been a Brady hater uh, in all the Patriot years. So I was just kind of sitting back and I was just, I, I was applauding him by the end of the night. I was, I was toasting him. I was like, man, that's, that's, that's pretty damn impressive. I, I ain't going to be doing anything that cool. When I'm 43. Shout out to Andrew Adams, you know, another family member to win the Super Bowl. Now we got uh, five Super Bowls in the family. Texas. Um, congratulations Texas. to him. Also too, I, I, I'm, I'm a little pissed at Tom Brady because you know, he stole some thunder from Edge. Edge wins the Rumble. Everybody's like, Edge, at, you know, at, at 47 is, you know, winning the Royal Rumble. And then Tom Brady the next weekend wins the Super Bowl at 43. You know, man. Well, nothing against, nothing against the Super Bowl. Let me see Tom do over an hour with 29 other people trying to throw him over a rope. Let's, you know, by the by the way, I saw Gronk having to hold him up after a few tequilas. I don't think Brady's <laughs> going to be too uh, fresh on his feet to stay uh, inside the ring and not get eliminated. <laughs> well, his tolerance has got to be really low because, you know, he's on that, that, that TB diet. Yeah. And, and he don't drink alcohol during the season. So that's, I mean, if, if you count the season – and the preseason, which really wasn't the preseason, um, he haven't drank in 20 weeks. Well, and they also set these guys up for failure. You know, they, 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 they always, and this is every sport, you, you win the Super Bowl on a Sunday. So you're partying all night. Yes. You're carrying into Monday. And then like a day or two later, you know, the PR people come and say, hey, we're going to do, now we're going to do the public celebration. So, I mean, you're already, I mean, you're, you're already behind you're the gone. eight ball, haven't been two days in, you know. And, and you know what? It was kind of like a, a Royal Rumble, if you think about it, the Super Bowl this past Sunday. You have Fournette, who was cut by the Jaguars, and he's running all over the field, you know, for 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 the Bucks. You got Tom Brady, who's 43 years old, the legend out there, winning the whole thing in the MVP. The people bitching about Edge winning a Rumble. Freaking Brady's your MVP. And then you got Gronk, who retire, comes out of retirement to catch two Super Bowl passes for touchdowns for Gronk out loud it was like the royal rumble on and antonio Sunday. brown yeah and antonio brown the guy the bad guy the guy that got suspended he's, well, he's not a bad guy he's just uh he needs to take his he makes minutes. poor decisions he makes poor decisions <laughs> he's certified <laughs> but he made a good decision going hey, to the bucks take, and winning the super bowl meds, comeback decision. story comeback story you know we talk about rich swan how about the comeback of antonio brown Nah, the comeback story is Alex Smith this year. Come on, guys. Alex Smith went it running away. Literally guy, guy, running. The guy was you know, the guy, guy was that leg was one hanging leg. on by a thread. That was that was a pretty good story. And, you know, got them to win the division and get into the playoffs, unlike our Cowboys, Mark, who still hasn't signed Dak Prescott. So we'll Man, see hey there. man, I I I know that there's a lot of people in Houston that are fans of J.J. Watt and fans of the Houston Texans franchise that are, they're on the ledge right now. Guys, don't jump. Don't jump. (laughs) Like, it's going to get better. It's going to get better. Take a step back. J.J. Watt came out and put that 
video out on social media basically saying it was my decision that I did this and he's doing that to, to deflect the heat from the the franchise. Don't fall for it, guys. Uh, y'all need to be mad and make a real big stink. And I would even go so far as to um, uh, once they trade um, Deshaun Watson that y'all start saying, hey, y'all need to do better for the team or we're going to boycott the the team because they, they've they done a horrible job. I mean, it's, it's not by accident. It's on purpose. They've done a horrible job the last two years, and, you know, they should be held accountable for that. Well, stay in Texas. Football. Stay in Texas and be a Cowboy fan. That's my uh, – that would be yeah. my solution. Hey, everyone, this is former NFL linebacker and current SiriusXM NFL radio host Kirk Morrison, and I'm here to tell you about my new podcast, Total Coverage. Each week, I'll be joined by some of the greatest minds in the game as we explore the hows and the whys behind the week's biggest results. Whether we're breaking down player techniques, game plans, or coaching philosophies, we'll explain the details that define our favorite performances. New episodes will be available every Tuesday on the SiriusXM app, Pandora, and Apple Podcasts. I don't even want to hear from Mark during this whole segment. If I don't hear from Sexual Chocolate this next 20 minutes... I'm calling him. I'm calling him right now. Yeah, do the transformation. You know what I mean? I know you got to tap into that to that side of yourself. <laughs> Interesting. I've never seen that happen before yeah. my eyes. And I'm yeah, nervous. yeah. Hopefully nobody's doing that during Valentine's Day. Hopefully they have a significant <laughs> other and everyone is going to be okay. Well, Actually, that who... technique might work during Valentine's Day. <laughs> I was just going to say... I was just going to say, some people might like that. Don't count. Don't discount it. Listen, that's you fine. You never know. That's fine. Whatever floats your boat. Yep. I, I, I think, uh, all right. But before we get ourselves kicked off the air, Gabby, uh, always yes. look forward to this segment each and every year. We do yes. have Gabby, our very own diva, and we have uh, sexual chocolate in the house as well. So uh, this should be an interesting final 20 minutes of today's show. So uh, we have the tweets using the hashtag AskGabby. Also, you know, give us a call, 877-344-4893, 877-FIGHT93. Give us a call because Gabby's going to give her tips on what you should be doing for Valentine's Day. And don't be shy. Give us a call and let's hear from her. Also, we have sexual chocolate in the house. So we have the well, ladies well, and we have the Dave. guys. Oh, yeah. Ooh. Hello, Dave. No Chill. more Mark What's Henry. going on? Listen, um... It's Valentine's Day, and I just want to let everybody know that Gabby is absolutely stunning right now. Clavicles out, has the red, satiny, silk-looking outfit. I can't do this without playing a sexual chocolate song. So this song is for you, Gabby. Oh, my God. He's going to... This... It's already out of hand. I already regret it. Off the phone? Well, I'm not Ed, Gabby. <laughs> but you know, sexual chocolate just sometimes has to play a little, a little something to get you in the mood. Wow. Wow. Dave? This is a, this is Dave. a moment. Dave. This is a moment. If this don't make you feel something, Gabby, then I don't know if it could be done. But wow. I tell you what, you take this song and you play this when you're just by yourself. Have a glass of wine. Wow. Some nice chocolates. And you have a good evening. And I'll see right. you guys down the road. All right, road. guys. I- Oh, yes, that's it for the show. Sexual, cho- sexual chocolate. Don't excuse yourself, right. Gabby. Good show. Good, good, show. Having sec- good, good having sexual chocolate in there. Good night, And don't forget that, you know, <laughs> Gabby is amazing, beautiful woman, also has great tips for the Busted Open Nation as well. Yes. We're going to get them right now. Are you ready, Gabby, <laughs> what did to start you say? taking what? tips? Tips. Don't slur the word, Dave. <laughs> tips. I, I said, Mark. wait a second. 
Wait a second. I did say tips, didn't I, Gabby? <laughs> you said it. Yeah. But Mark Henry came back and the dirty mind of I, Mr. I just, Mark Henry. Wow. Listen, came I came in and I, I heard what I heard. Okay. I, I don't know. Listen. He, he, he was two letters in and already he made up his mind. All right. Before we oh get kicked God. off the air, let's go to the nation. I do have some do's and don'ts, Dave. Okay, please give us, give, and, general, give us some do's Before we go to the nation, who I love okay. very much, and I'm excited for all their questions. I'm I, I'm going to help you guys out so much. All right, I'm, gonna I'm just going to quickly go. go I have three I do's and what, three don'ts. Which which first? I'm doing the do's first. Okay, all right, so listen up. Okay. okay. Three do's. Do something do. different. Do. do something different. Don't keep it generic. Go out of your comfort zone, out of the box. Okay. Really, really try to make something unique to your relationship with your significant okay. other. Okay. If you're single, mm-hmm. do, do celebrate with your other single friends and make a night of it and have a good time. Don't okay. be depressed that you're single. Being single is not a curse. It's not a bad thing. Don't feel bad that you're single on Valentine's Day. Have a good time with your single friends and live up the fact that you don't have a ball and chain. Just saying. And another do. Do. Do celebrate it on both ends. People really make Valentine's Day all about what the guy's going to do for the girl. Listen, girls, it's Valentine's Day. Do something nice for your man, too. It's, yes. it's a back and forth, okay? That's right. So back and forth. 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 Back Now, the don'ts. Okay. And these are very important. Take okay. notes because I'm going to quiz you guys later. Do not, if you're in a relationship, reach out to your single friends on Valentine's Day as if they're going to be sad and crying and upset. Mm. Don't try to make them feel included. Like, oh, I got you chocolates too. We don't want it. Okay. Have a good time. We're not locked down to anybody. We're having a good time. Guess what? We could do whatever we want on Valentine's Day. You're stuck doing something with somebody that you probably don't like that much. Okay. So just leave it alone. Don't drunk text an ex for the love of God. Do not do this. They're in your past for a reason. Do not let a holiday like this make you think about your ex. Leave it alone. Move on. Thank you very much. And the last one, and this one I know I'm going to get backlash for, don't propose on Valentine's Day. Don't do it. Too generic, boring, blah, absolutely not. The only, only time that this is an exception is if Valentine's Day is an important holiday to you guys as a relationship, like you, it's your first date or you met on that day, whatever. But in other words, don't do it. Boring, lame. We're all over it. And uh, that's my do's and don'ts. So we can move on now. Wow. Okay. I, I love like that. It. Those are some good do's I'll, and don'ts. Man, that is, There's that also is good. some legal precedent there because- All right, here comes never, a cold ne- glass of water on the whole yes, situation. Nev- Go ahead. Uh, never, <laughs> never propose. If you propose on a gift-giving holiday, then legally the other party doesn't have to give the ring back if things don't work out. Oh wow! Really? Yeah. yeah. Oh wow! Okay. There's your cold glass of water, everybody. <laughs> okay. Wow. Right. I, I got a don't. I got a don't too. What? <laughs> like, I mean, <laughs> why are you laughing? Why is everybody I'm just, laughing? I, I'm just thinking what's don't come get out of your mouth. by yourself listening to romantic music and drinking uh, alcoholic beverages and send pictures of yourself in lingerie and a la natural to mm-hmm. people that don't deserve to have that. I mean, I, I wouldn't do it anyway. Like, I think that's like one of the top 10 serious no-nos. Don't do it. You guys. just ruined my all whole right. Sunday, Mark. So all it's right. fine. Yeah. Everybody hey, that was going to get a naked picture from don't. me, you're all screwed because Mark told me not to you do can it. You thank Mark Henry. Wow, Obviously, look at the, the transformation that happened. Get. Also, really quick, too, I have don't a don't. Do don't rain on people's parades. I hate these freaking morons that love going on social media and saying, oh, Valentine's Day. Blah, blah, blah. You know what? People love Valentine's Day. Yeah, it's a made up. It's by Hallmark. No. You know what? Just because you don't like it or maybe because you're unhappy at the fact that you don't have somebody, don't rain on other people's parade. They're actually enjoying themselves and having fun. All Amen. Right, yeah, you go. Uh, Gabby, are you ready to t- give some advice to the yes. nation? All right, let's go yes, to Brandon. They need it. I know they need it. Let's go to Brandon in Indiana. All right, Brandon, floor's yours. Hey, uh, hey, everyone. Uh, happy Valentine's Day. Uh, my question is for Gabby. 
so well, listen, I'm a segment 36... is for Gabby. You're asking Gabby, so yes, go ahead and ask uh, Gabby. Well, question. sure. Okay. Well, you're 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 Start doing a lot great. of talking yourself. But uh, anyways, so I'm it's a 36 show. year it's old it's single it. male, and I, why. I my question is, uh, my question for Gabby is, uh, where are all the attractive wrestling female fans? Uh, you guys are kind of like unicorns to a lot of us wrestling fans. So my question is, is where can a single wrestling fan find an other female single wrestling fan? I this this might be my stumper, guys. I mean, no, there are no answer, Gab. I have an wrestling answer. fan was an oxymoron, so I'm not a hundred percent sure. Wow, but I'm just kidding, guys. There, there's they got to be out there. But I will say this too, you know, wrestling fans get that app. bad stereotype about like, oh, you know, we're these lame asses that just watch this fake show and like blah, blah, blah. That's a hundred percent not true. I've turned a lot of my friends onto wrestling and my friends are pretty. And, you know, I think if you go outside the box a little bit, maybe it's not that you haven't found them. Open yourself up maybe to newer experiences, like go online and, you know, open yourself up to other places that maybe you'd meet people that you wouldn't before. You'd be shocked by some people that might be fans that you wouldn't expect. If you see a girl and you're like, oh, she's pretty. I don't think she's going to be a wrestling fan. You never know. And also, Brandon, why don't Mm -hmm. you bring these girls into the world of wrestling? I wasn't a wrestling fan two years ago. And now look at me. You know what I mean? If it means enough to you, no matter what the girl looks like, she's going to take interest in your interests. So flip some, flip some of these pretty girls into flip wrestling them. fans. We flip need them. to have a club. You got it. It's lonely Brandon. for me. That, that that is a great answer. Thank you, Gabby. I appreciate it. All right, good You're call, welcome. Brandon. Let's go. I'm going to uh, make an app now. I'm going to make an app. You know, pro wrestling fan dot com. I like it. Ed, we have meetings on Wednesdays, and Ed, I'm the only tweet? one there. Yes, we have a lot of tweets. Out. All right, well, we'll start reading them, man. Jeez. Okay. Well, this one is quite yeah, pertinent to the geez. world that we live in now. This is coming from at Mr. Poison with a ZX uh, to Gabby. Wow. Because cool. of COVID, cool. my girlfriend is stuck in the UK. We have a FaceTime date on Sunday. Don't know what to do as it's not fun being apart. What would you do or suggest to make things more fun? That's tough because you literally, no matter what you do, cannot be in the presence of the person you love. So that's definitely sad. Um, I do think that we need to look at this almost as a positive. If this was a relationship a very long time ago and FaceTime didn't exist, what would you be doing? Phone calling each other? You know, it wouldn't be the same. Utilize the fact that you have that gift of FaceTime and make it as if, you know, dress nice, make it like you're having a dinner date, maybe set the phone down so that you're looking across from the person and, you know, you got the roses on the table, like you're at a restaurant together. Try to make the best of what you have. Because at the end of the day, it's not going to be what you want, but make it as good as you can. And she'll appreciate the effort that you're putting into it as well. And if you have fun with it, it's going to mean more than if you were actually physically there with one another. So I think you should make it like a whole big thing, have some fun and yeah, keep positive with it. But that's, that's tough. I understand. All right. That's a good one. Great advice. I love it. Gab Gabby's on a roll. Let's go to Jeff. In Missouri, Jeff, floor's yours. What's going on, guys? You got it. This question is going to be for Sexual Chocolate and Gabby. Oh. So, married for 14 years, getting ready to go buy some Valentine's Day chocolate. Do I buy just one big chocolate bar, or do I get an assortment of chocolate that I can steal some pieces from? Mm. Hmm. Which one? Which one's? Which one's kosher? You know, from a woman's perspective and from sexual chocolates, is it a sin to grab the chocolate that's supposed to be for my wife, or is it cool to share? It's definitely okay. It's definitely okay. Of course you can share. Chocolate Chocolate is. Feed each other the chocolate. Make it a thing. Yeah, Yeah. you take a bite. What if. And then you let her have a bite and meet in the middle. What what if she's what? what? What if she's not, like, in the room, like say it's like the day after Valentine's Day, 
Oh, the day after chocolates are just grass. hungry. Shit anybody says. He's just yeah. hungry. Don't care. Jeff just wants to eat. <laughs> Jeff, chocolate is legal any day of the week. Okay, I don't know who told you differently. But any after what? Valentine's Day, a hundred percent. My best friend in a relationship, I'm eating her chocolates if she's not around. I don't give a crap. Choc- it's well, chocolate. Trying, it's, it's meant to be I'm eaten. I do my best sexual chocolate impersonation whenever I feed her some chocolate on Valentine's Day. Yeah, right. that's exactly what yeah. you should. I'm sure that works out well. Jeff, Jeff didn't need advice. He already Jeff already knows what he's doing. You know, he just wants chocolate. Yeah, he just he's wants just chocolate. Hey, you got that to That's a man who hasn't eaten. Yeah. Man needs a good meal. So RJ in Maryland says this. Hey, Gabs, me and a lady just started going out. We both think Valentine's Day is generic. In that case, should I still even acknowledge it by doing all the usual Valentine's Day stuff for her? Dinner, flowers, chocolates, etc. So you can't ignore it. That's one thing. If you believe in it or you don't believe in it, you can't ignore it. That's not a win for anybody. Do I think you need to do all the generic shit? Absolutely not. Do a small gesture just to say, you know, this is a day about love, whatever. I love you. And it is what it is. If she loves chocolates, sure. Get her some chocolates. If she likes flowers, sure. But if it's something different and like, oh, you know, she needs something broke of hers for the week and she needs something new or she's been eyeing that shirt or something and she wants it. Get that instead and just be like, hey, thinking of you on this day when Mm. we're supposed to be thinking of the people that mean the most to us. Just keep it simple, Ooh. guys. It doesn't need to be hallmark this or that. You know what I mean? Just make it mean something. Well, you funny you what? say that. Make, because... it, make it a watch party. Huh? Say, hey, let's let's go and watch the people that are celebrating Valentine's. I have a tweet from a at Rainer Zitlo one. He says, oh, getting nice. my girlfriend some Michelin Endurance XT silicone wiper blades a solid idea for Valentine's Day. That's an out of the box Always. gift. Yes. Right. Always out a solid idea. Are those Michelin Endurance wiper You're blades. I want for them for my birthday. Well-being? Yeah. Arbor Day. Valentine's oh, President's Day this Monday. Wiper blades. Yeah, I, I agree. All right. Let's try to squeeze in a couple more calls. Let's go to uh, Brian in Kentucky. Go ahead, Brian. Hey, Gabby, I've got a problem I need your help with. Oh, I have okay. gone on four dates in the past five months, and all the women I went out with uh, sees me more as a friend. I've been friend-zoned. Uh, what can I do to get out of that or should just uh, move on and try to find somebody else that's willing to be give me a chance to be in a relationship with? Let me ask you this, Brian. Yes. Did you try to make the move on these dates, or did you were you just like the nice guy and you took the step back? I'm wondering. Uh, I'm nice. I'm, I'm a nice guy, nice man. You know, I don't want to do, you know, too anything much. moves like right. that or something like that. You know what I'm saying? You know, it's his first date, you know, just it's, yes. it's a get to know me stage, you know, or get to know so, that person stage pretty much. So I think being called a friend is like a cop out for a girl. If she does not feel, have feelings for you right away, it's nothing you did wrong. It's just you being a nice guy. And she's taking the higher road to be like, we're just friends, whatever. It's, it's code for not interested, honestly. And at the end of the day, screw the ones that aren't interested and just move on. Because when you meet that Amen. right one, too, you'll know. And that chemistry will be so strong that it would be, you know, you wouldn't even have to be thinking about, oh, do I make the move or like not? It would just be there already. So it's nothing you're doing wrong. I think you just haven't met the right person yet. Okay. okay. Great advice. Keep, keep you know, trying. I'm telling you, it's not it, easy to find that person, but keep going. You know what you should do, Brian? Bring the uh, replica title belt with you on the next. Don't do that, Brian. <laughs> and get some, get some of that JTG sexiest hair, sexiest hair beard care. JTG, God. Just, wrap, just put that got, replica he, title belt on it? your shoulder, buddy. <laughs> sexiest hair beard care. Get some of that. Okay. <laughs> Smells like pina coladas and strawberry cream and all kind of stuff. They don't want to eat you. Or or just grow a beard. I don't know. But uh, Hey, Gabby, really good advice for the nation. We appreciate it. Thank you. Thanks for listening. Catch us Monday through Saturday on Busted Open from 9 a.m. to noon Eastern on Sirius XM. Fight Nation, Channel 156. The Busted Open Podcast. The longest field goal ever attempted is 76 yards. The longest field goal ever missed? Also 76 yards. Why bring this up? Because knowing your limits matters, both when you're kicking a field goal and when you gamble. 
Betting more than you're comfortable with is like trying a 70-yard field goal. It probably won't go well. So set a limit when you gamble and stick to it. Want more helpful tips like this? Go to KeepItFunOhio.com for games, quizzes, and lots of ways to keep your gambling from getting out of hand.